And that's why it wasn't the best idea to not go to NAM this year. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for the people who make cover songs doing music things to do them more gooder. More better In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Uh, you know, I you think know, all of our regular listeners and I are deeply puzzled about what just happened. <laughs> uh, Adam.exe has failed to launch. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, I bet you know I've I've definitely got I'm, uh, I'm I'm I am dealing with bandwidth issues uh, based on the topic that we can uh, go into yeah. later on. Yeah. Uh, this episode. Other than that, how are you doing, Dan? You know, super good. I am busy. Um, in many. You know, I'm busy on a lot of dimensions at once. Uh, work's kind of crazy, and kids ending school and going to camp. Oh and man. Got, you know, travel plans in a couple of weeks that we're going out to see my parents. Um, uh, my, Idaho, right? Well, I, yeah, I grew up in Utah, but we're meeting at a, we're going to the family cabin in Eastern Idaho. Um, right. Snake, Snake River. Snake River, North Fork of the Snake. Well done. Yeah. 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 Right, right close to the, the Western edge of Yellowstone National Park. Yeah. We are friends. We are friends. <laughs> We've talked about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my, my parents are so excited. They haven't seen us since pre-pandemic and it was like wow. six months before that last time we were out there. And, um, my parents that we've, they've called three times a day all for the last week and they can't, they, they go on speed speakerphone and they're, they're both in their seventies. They're not, you know, but they're, yep. they're, I Wait think they're it. old enough that I'm not offending them to call them spry. I think they've gotten to that age where spry is a compliment. Um, yeah. But so now they, they can't finish a sentence because they're both talking over each other because they're so excited oh, about everything yeah. that's happening and they just can't. Yeah, that it's dual just... phone call thing is a thing that we, oh, yeah, I, boy, oh, boy. I, I deal with that uh, in, in my world as well. Yeah, it's a thing. So yeah, we'll get out there and then I'll spend a couple of days, you know, sitting on a porch with a beer and a book looking at a river. It's kind of the best. And uh, yeah, and then I'll be back. It does not suck. Yeah, it does not suck in the slightest. Yeah, yeah. See, we've got some travel stuff too. Uh, you and I haven't quite figured out the coordination yet, but we will be um, on opposite sides of the country. Yes. Uh, not next week, but the week after. Yeah, I think uh, we have we, a, the beginnings of a plan about that at least. Yeah, so yeah. Um, we've got, uh, we're going to Acadia National Park, which is our second trip to New England um, in, in about 12 months. Nice. Um, the boys just really love that part of the country. And... Um, there is a uh, there's this company called Under Canvas, and their whole thing is that they do these super schmancy glamping setups. Fun. And so you basically go into like a giant tent that is furnished by West Elm and um, experience the wild, uh, the best wild that money can buy. That's right. Is it a tent or a yurt? Um, it would still qualify as a tent based on the structural components so it's rectangular and pole oriented yeah well yeah. it's more like um it's it's a bit more amorphous it's more there's a you know there's it kind of has like a, a flowiness to it okay um you know a yurt is very much a circular that's right yes yes uh i have been in a yurt i've uh i've eaten stew in a yurt no, yurts are good i like yurts i had lunch in a yurt right outside of uh old faithful at yellowstone after doing a snowmobile tour excellent and that's uh that's the best place to uh, to hang out in a year. That's I the. Would say. I mean, unless you're going to go to like, you know, Kazakhstan or something. Well, but, like that, or like you're on some sort of like ayahuasca journey, or also good. Yeah, uh, we um we are going to be going to Yellowstone while we're up there, obviously because you have to because it's right there. 
We're also, and she does not know this, but my eight-year-old will be getting a trail ride on a horse. It'll be her first Ooh. time on a horse, and she's going to lose horse. her tiny little mind. Um, yeah, we're saving it to to get up there and tell her that because um, I don't know. Now, have want- you have you figured out what the name of the horse is, and or are you willing to make up a name to tell your daughter so that it is just as magical? I think that the the trail rides I've done, you meet your horse when you get there. There's mm-hmm. not like a lot of calling ahead and finding out. You're not reserving a horse. It's, it, exactly. Maybe you are. I don't know. I Maybe we can find out. And if so, having some souvenir with the horse's name on it all ready to go on the day of would be a killer dad move, wouldn't it? Killer. Yeah. yeah. Coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. What's your favorite horse name? That's right. That's right. <laughs> but if you're like, hey, honey, this is Waffles and she- you know, he's going to be your your horse from, from now on. That's right. That's right. That's right. I, although I'd have to pick something like stinky or, I don't know, yeah. you know, just a mess. You, you got to figure all of those, all of those things out. Well, I'm, I'm stoked on that. I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of travel this year comparatively. So yeah. I mean, we've got, I've got this trip and then we've got, uh, I've got that flight eight in July for uh, Detroit and then we've got, I've, I've never been on a cruise. We're going on a cruise in Fun. October. All right, cool. And it's a Disney cruise on the brand new Disney wish. It like, it doesn't even exist technically like it does, but like they haven't done a, a, They're a, in, a disembarkment. Still yet. putting the last bolts in it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but that's during October. They're going to do like the Halloween thing. We'll do a three day Caribbean stitch Sweet. to All see right. if, uh, I vomit. Mm. profusely and mm. all day long yeah i bet there'll be a band on that cruise there might be they were saying like the music thing is a is a bit like dialed back with the uh you know the pan dumpster but hopefully <laughs> some of that's come back between here and there yeah. well we'll see speaking of which actually like i've gotten a chance to like see some live music um i i if you guys follow the uh the instagram account i've been uh anytime i'm out and about and there's uh, a live group playing i i try to share a little bit nice uh, i found this guy named chops Who's playing uh, a jazz night, uh, literally right by my house, and uh, his his trio was phenomenal. And cool. I was like, I had to, I had to like let everybody know. So, and then there was like a ten year old kid or something. Yes. So we're like we're walking up to uh, to dinner, and uh, our oldest was like, "Oh, that's that kid from my uh, from my class." And sure enough, there's eleven year old kid playing guitar and singing. Wow. And um, you know, we, and he's got like nice gear, like not like nice gear, but like nice gear. He's got hmm. like a like a Fender dual reverb and you know All right. uh, 50th anniversary strat. Okay. And like I've seen it before where he's got he's got like a really like he's got like a flame top Les Paul standard. I was like, this kid he's, he's got better gear than you know than I yeah, do. Yeah, he's um, he's he what does he do? What's his day job? That's that's gotta be amazing. Well, I think what's his his he's dad a lawyer, job. obviously. <laughs> his dad yeah, job. yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh and yeah, and I was like, he's playing like Still Tonight by White Snake and like Aerosmith, I was like, "Holy hell! Like, what is what is going so, on?" So, first of all, that's a kid ra- was raised right, yeah, and uh, and given all the uh, advantages that uh, they deserve, clearly. Well, yeah, it, well, and the funny thing is, like, I was joking about, like, well, man, this kid's like breaking my brain about the things you can and can't play by yourself. <laughs> I'm just gonna do a solo acoustic version of "Still the Night" by White Snake just why now. Yeah, why not? Why not? Also hearing uh, a 10-year-old uh, say the words, I just want to make love to you, fill your body heat. Uh, that's that's a journey. That's a, yeah, it's an exciting us. moment Yeah, in world music. Indeed. 
I feel like we've gotten all the catchy uppies that uh we we've gotten to do. I'm sure we have. We so, got. Go ahead. We got. We got. So we got like thing things. We got gear things. Gear things and show gear. Gear things and gig things. Yep. Which which so one? Where do, do we first? start? Um, let's knock out the gear, gear things. Yeah, let's gear it up. Put, so put it in the you next wanted gear. to talk about. You, you've got a you've got a whole scenario. I've got like a like a presentation to do. So why don't you go ahead? Let and me go through mine. Off. So uh, a few weeks ago, I talked about these little cameras, this three camera kit from Logitech called Mevo. Uh, Mevo Mevo Start is the name of it, and um, it's pretty darn good. It can either live stream in sort of a auto directed director kind of way. It can sw- yep. basically switch among the cameras on a live stream, or it can record to SD cards right on the devices. Right. I bought a three pack of them. I used them at my first gig. I learned a lot about them and then I've used them at some solo acoustic stuff and, uh, they're good. They're really good. You can run a line, you can run line audio into them on an eighth inch jack on them. Mm -hmm. So I have a cable that comes out the back of my speaker on an aux out on the back of my main speaker when I'm solo acoustic and into one of these. So I've got, I got board audio happening and into this whole constellation of cameras and then you bring them home, you plug up all that video into Final Cut, and it auto-figures out you know, how to do a multi-track thing, and you can just click among the cameras and build yourself a video out of that. It's really, really, really slick. But three cameras for a full band, I found, was not quite enough angles. So okay. I, went, I went shopping for a few more. They are cheaper to buy in three packs. A three-pack of them is $1,000, uh, and a two-pack of them is like... It's, it's, if you bought them individually, they cost more. So sure. you buy the three pack. Six yeah. is a lot of cameras. It's an embarrassment of riches. Four would have been enough, I think. But at the price point, it made more sense just to go ahead and step up to. So now I now own six of these things. Okay. And the new version of the app can handle six of them. Previously, it only okay. maxed out at three. Um, so then I'm like, how am I going to. Each of these has a little zip case that's its own size. And I could fill my gig backpack with six little zip cases but that's kind of lame also by the way i have these three tripods i need to buy three more um Mm -hmm. that are single stick it's a tripod foot and a stick that comes up and it's tall it's taller than me so it's flexible in terms of of, of the height you're going for um put it behind the drummer looking forward across the stage and out and you want it nice and tall but looking up at my you know girl singer and it needs to be like four foot eight to be in her face um So I bought myself, here's, here's the next thing I got, was a case, a waterproof case full of the pick and pluck, you know, make, make your own shapes out of it foam that is big enough to hold the collapsed up tripods, which are 20, mm-hmm. 20 inches collapsed, plus all six of the cameras, plus the clamps. I have some additional sort of clamp it onto a, a speaker stand mount and clamp it onto a headstock of your guitar mount, just some random sort of other options for how to, how to fix these devices. Plus, mm-hmm. I bought a, a USB charger, a six-port USB charger that's going to live inside this case, and the cable from the charger is going to come out. I can just plug it into the wall, and I'll have USB cables inside the case that all the cameras can just plug into. I can charge them all at once, still inside the case. Um, I have big plans for this. I'm really excited about it. So um, then the whole thing will travel in one case that when you uh, – it's behind me here. Um, when you hold it up, you're like, that's a lot of case for six little cameras. Well, all right. It's six cameras. And maybe up to six tripods, plus all these clamps, plus a whole charging apparatus. Like it's it's a suitcase that is my entire video capture 
universe. And it's, uh, yes. I, it's, it's pretty, I'm going to be spending some time getting it dialed in and perfect in terms of the layout of it, but I own all the pieces that are going into it at this point, And I'm quite excited. It's it's wild to think, you know, I mean, we we all got into this because we uh we wanted to be guitar players yeah. and then like suddenly we are also cameramen and we're well we're cameramen and we're like we're sound guys and we're, you know, playback techs and it's mm-hmm. just like holy hell, like, mm-hmm. where does the How do we get back to it? We had a whole conversation on the um Patreon Slack today about when you record board audio and camera video and they're at different bit rates or for other reasons don't quite like they're not playing back at precisely the same speed. And so they get out mm-hmm. of sync over time. And how do you deal with that? And yeah, you had a solution that I think I'm going to need a quick video of because it seems magical. I've never seen it happen. Well, um, so based on what I was saying is that you do have to have the audio and the um, video recorded separately with some sort of like reference in the camera signal. Yeah. So like in my world, it would be a scenario like if I was recording something with my phone or with my, you know, my webcam uh, and then my audio going into, let's say, Logic, uh, I can then bounce that audio out, put it, pull the, like the video clip and the audio clip into Final Cut. You highlight them both. You right click and say, synchronize these clips and it goes, and it does it. Magic. Pretty much. I'm going to have to experiment with that. The beauty of these Mevo things, of course, is they all they all stay in sync with each other because they're all recording in exactly the same way. So you don't have to worry about any of that. But but if you were syncing up with, you know, mixed board multi-track output, you'd have to contend with those things. Sure. All right. That's my big gear news. I have some big gig news. We'll get back to that. So you have gig, you have gear things. Oh, man. So it is one of those things where you, uh, you know, you have a big payday and all the things that you've been kind of holding <laughs> off on happen all at once. Yeah. So um, I picked up some stuff. Uh, starting over uh, over here is uh, this little silver box, which uh, nobody's watching this except for me and Dan. Right, but right. it is uh, it's about a half rack sized unit and is made by a company called iConnectivity. And the name of the interface is a Play Audio Twelve. And the Play Audio Twelve, for all intents and purposes, is an audio interface. The thing that makes it unique in the world of audio interfaces is two things. One, it's got a bunch of outputs. And by a bunch of outputs, I mean 14 channels of outputs. 14? I was going to, based on the name of the unit, I expected you to say 12. Actually, you know, I was wrong. Because there's 10 on the back and and the uh, headphone jack can be uh, split out. See, and so, that's always sorry. the thing. That's always the thing. They, they love to name it by... A number of tracks that's a little questionable. Every it's, mixer it's, I know does yeah, that. Yeah, it's like every amp that says it's, you know, X number of watts if at this many ohms, which you're never going to run it at. Right, right. Or it's class D, and class D doesn't mean the same thing as... Right. Anyway. Right. So, yeah, it's got a buttload of outputs. Uh, the other thing that it has that is super unique is it's got two simultaneous redundant USB connections, which means that it is designed to be connected to like let's say two laptops running ableton in tandem with one another and so this is basically it it is the first live playback like specific audio interface so this is to solve the problems you've been having with ableton with track playback which we haven't really dug into Can, can you just give us a little what what's been the problem so 
the the problem has been that we our our solution because we were running out of track count was that instead on, on your of mixer. on the mixer on yeah. our x yeah. um sorry on our x32 yeah. would be to connect the computer to the mixer via USB and run all of the routing through the uh the card and the back of the mixer okay and when it worked it works and when it doesn't work it doesn't so because it was kind of this moving target and it always seemed like there was like one thing after the other that was like kind of being problematic my thought was well if that's going to be the way it's going to work let's think about other solutions now the the easiest solution as far as like the least amount of hurdles and the uh least amount of potential of you know weirdness going on would be all right literal physical outputs that go into the literal physical inputs yeah and that is a problem that this device solves gotcha um sometime tomorrow i'm going to get a an eight channel balanced xlr snake to go into this so you basically plug eight channels into the back of this thing and that gives you eight channels of things that go into the mixer itself and so Uh, why do why do your tracks need eight channels well because we have them all split out Uh so click is one channel and cues are something else and uh, percussion is a track and uh, keys are a track and synth bass is a track. So like you have the ability to have a lot more flexibility. Yeah. Now, before that, it was two channels. Right. Or even three channels where you have a stereo output of the tracks themselves clicking cues. We just went to the, we, we have the option now that we can put things in and take things out uh, with a lot more flexibility. Yeah. Um. And that's that's the main that's, intent. That's behind the that. point of going to Ableton rather than just an MP3 playback, right? Yeah. So that the front of house person has a little more to work with and can you know dial things in a bit more selectively. Um. So the intent is to test this out at rehearsal. We're going to rehearse on Monday for our show on Friday. Our music director is not going to be there, which means that I have to provide the laptop the hardware and the playback scenario um one of the things that i i have been working on that this wasn't really a gear thing that i was planning on discussing here uh is that i figured out a way to use an elgato stream deck for ableton transport control excellent so i um i've got i've got i now have two of these things but i've got the um the xl and the you can't even see the the thing in the, in the feed. Uh, but it's got the, it's got a play control, a stop control. And then um, these commands that go to uh, the next marker or the previous marker. Um, and, you know, that was another thing that was always kind of like a, a sticky wicket was you were using a, um, some kind of MIDI controller that wasn't super uh, intuitive of how do you start? How do you stop? How do you move through the show? Yeah. Some people do it where it's like numerical and it's like, you know, for like literally the buttons are like one, two, three, four, and you're kind of working through your set that way. This allows you to have a bit of a visual readback because you can see where the markers are, are moving. But then you also have this tactile thing that is very clear and very easy to navigate. Through. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we'll get a shot. You could get yourself a mic stand mount. Mm-hmm. You know, if you didn't have a front of house person, 
you could drive it right from the stage. It'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's um, that's the first thing. The second thing is uh, we got our big retractable stand or retractable sign with our big QR code, which is thing that I've been talking about for freaking <laughs> almost a year at this point. Yeah. But I was finally like, enough's enough. Um, found a company out of California and they did a, I mean, it's like eight feet tall. It's yeah. like for like 150 bucks. Yeah. And uh, it showed up and boy, howdy, it sure is big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I once I figured out how to put it together, it definitely snapped on me like 15 times before I figured out all the... Uh, all the ins and outs. Yes. Uh, but that'll, that'll make its premiere on that show as well. Uh, one thing that I did get that I probably won't be used on that gig unless I figure out some stuff fairly quickly is my new guitar. Yeah. So, um, I accident, I did that thing where you accidentally buy guitars you don't mean to buy. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. So I had mentioned on uh, previous episodes that, uh, I had tried out one of the Schecter Nick Johnston signatures. And they retail for $8.99. And I was like, man, that is a bargain because this guitar plays extraordinarily well. Well, I was on Reverb and somebody had one for $5.50. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to send this guy a, a, a like a lowball bid just to see what happens. And so I, I countered that. I, I provided an offer for $4.50 and he took it. All right. It was literally out the door the next day. Um, it arrived yesterday and, um, I didn't want to mess with it too much because, you know, you got to let them acclimate and that kind of thing. This morning I started futzing with it and, um, it's got some quirks mm. that I'm, I'm in the process of working through. So the there's, first there's, thing a, was, there's a reason it was uh, 450 is what you're saying. I don't know if it's necessarily a reason. I think this person was like, maybe I don't feel like dealing with these things yeah. because all of the problems or quote unquote issues I've run into are not insurmountable mm. so the first thing was i started playing as i like, mean this thing feels super floppy um and by that i mean it's a short scale neck and the strings just didn't like i did i, I didn't feel like it was pushing it was pulling back or pushing back at me when i was playing it mm. and so i texted i i messaged the guy and i was like hey um are these are you were these strung with uh with nines and he goes yeah they were uh but he but then he said when i got it they had tens Huh. Which means he, it showed up with, it, it, it came to him with 10s. Yep. He put nines on it yep. and didn't mess with it. Yep. He just enjoyed the so, flop. Um, right. So I, um, I fixed that. I put a new set of strings on it. That, that helped. The other thing that I noticed was like the pickups weren't aligned with the strings. And I was like, well, that's weird. Yeah. So I, I, I took a picture and sent it to one of my buddies who's a guitar tech. And he was like. I don't know, is the, is the neck off? So I literally took the neck off of this thing to nice. see if I could like adjust that. Yeah. Um, it looks like the nut maybe slightly like off kilter. It could be moved like a millimeter in a direction. Um, but the other thing was that the pick guard, which contains the pickups, yep. was not screwed to the body symmetrically. Yeah. So I unscrewed it and then was like, oh, wouldn't you know? If you take all the screws out, you can actually line up the strings with the uh, with the pickup hey, how about uh, that? pole pieces. Yeah, and when I did that, I'll be dipped if that thing didn't sound great. It makes a big so, difference to have the pickups lined up with the strings. It really does. It's the darndest thing. They're not just. It's not so, just sort of it, around there. It's actually yeah. it's important. Yeah. Yeah. More than likely, I'm going to have to dowel and um, redrill those so that it sits the right way. Good. Um, 
But the other thing that needs to happen is I need to get the uh, the neck relief sorted and the action sorted. I'm going to get one of them fancy schmancy little gauge uh, action yep. guide guys on Amazon. And I, you know, I'm not a guy who does a lot of um, guitar work myself. And I just realized like, you need to just like get over being afraid of messing something up. You should just give it a shot. Listen, a $500 guitar, like, yeah, that's with it. Stakes aren't super high. So I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to get a couple tools and see if I can make this thing you know, do what I needed to do. Fact of the matter is, is like, w- even with the things that I did, like new strings and moving the things over, I tried it. It, it plays and sounds really good. And I'm, I'm happy with that. So, uh, you know, it, right now it's just a matter of kind of getting the rest of the stuff dialed in. Cool. And that'll be that. Um, there was one other thing and I can't remember what it was. Well, we had chatted about some of the stuff coming out of we, NAM, man, but there's like, we got, and NAM's right around the corner. We're about to just like be up our butts with gear. So yeah. let's just leave it for where it is. Totally. 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 All right. Do you want me, do you want to switch gear? Let's you want to, you want to talk? Switch out, switch out of gear, switch gears out of gear. Do it. Into gigs. Where we're at. So last weekend, uh, Memorial Day weekend, we played our second gig as the full big band. And it was at this party that um, this guy's thrown this party every year for the last 10 years. There are people who come in from out of the state for this party. People like we, we got to this place. It's a, he's, a, he's a dog trainer by, by profession, but he's also got pasture land that has uh, llamas and cows and donkeys and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And... And lined with RVs, like people drove there and parked their RVs and camped there and tents and stuff. The party had started on like Thursday and um, Sunday, the day that we played was the culmination of the party. And um, so we were on 12 to 1230 to two or 90 minutes set. And um, yeah, this is the one with the, uh, with the levitating or um, the, uh, what is that called? The like teleporting drums. Teleporting with drums. The, with, we talked about yeah, how the, tra- the schedule, yeah, the, yeah, the schedule didn't, yeah, the schedule didn't make any reality. sense. Well, here's what it worked out to be. The, the whole issue was that the second band in the lineup used electronic drums. Oh. So we got there. I, I got there first and I met the sound guy who was in fact the lead singer for the third band, the main, the big, big, big name band. Um, yep. And, you know, immediately bonded with the dude and made good friends and, you know, got on his side. Uh, which is an important thing to do with the sound guy who's running your, it's, it's, it's a good contact to make when you first show up at the place and said like, look, you know, I don't see there's much need to, I mean, what's your plan with drums? What, what are we doing? And what we <laughs> figured out was that his drummer, he, he, him and the third band could set up, up on kind of a riser they had there, a drum riser. Mm-hmm. And our guy could use his drums and then they could set up the electronic kit on the ground in front of that. Because the second band was a literally two pieces, a guitarist and a electronic drums. Yeah. So we did that. We 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 used their drum kit um for our show and um and our setup was really easy because we didn't have drums to set up and 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 uh but then that guy, the lead singer for the third band, was what you'd call a uh an experienced amateur at sound mm. sound. Um and Really, the fact of none of us being amped, right, fully fully direct band with acoustic drums made his life really easy for us. The next guy was an acoustic guitar and an electronic drum kit, and he could not get that acoustic guitar to not feedback. Mm. It was brutal. It was it was it was probably 
a 40-minute changeover, followed by two or three songs that they had to stop a couple times to work on it. It was rough. Yikes. It was rough on that next act. Um, and at that point, we, you know, I if I had understood what this party was, I would have changed my whole day around to spend the whole day there because it was a really cool place. There's good, good food and cool people, and it was a really good time. Um, um, in terms of our performance, you know, we walked off our first show feeling like overall it was good, but maybe the energy was a little off, and maybe the set list yep. was a little soft in the first set second set was better but first set was a little off and we were you know it was our first moments on stage together and we're kind of finding our way and our energy was not high and none of those things were the case at this show we went we went i think the technical term is balls hard uh yeah. for the whole show and um and my bassist um she's so great she was she she is Years of classical training wrapped around a heart of pure punk rock. And she was like da da dancing and jumping around and like, it was so good. And, and she and I were playing together on stage, you know, like back to back rocking out. And, um, it was awesome. It was fully awesome. It was, it was exactly my picture of the band. Um, the one challenge was the drums were a far fairways behind us, which is not a physical configuration we've been in before. So, that felt a little dislocating for him. And there were times we kind of lost track of each other and had to like, Ooh, like some, we had to like find our way back into a groove or back into a structure of a song. Um, um, interestingly, um, Folsom prison blues, straightforward blues tune, nothing to it. Right. We yep. completely lost track of it. I pass solos around on that one. I take the first solo. I have the fiddle player, take the second and I have the bassist, take the third solo. And, um, uh, Typically, the drummer and I do the thing that happens in a bass solo, which is that we frame in the structure of the song that she's yep. not providing because she's doing her own thing. And we just lost track of each other. It, we just lost track. And then, and then we couldn't, we couldn't land back on a top of a form. Um, so that was, that was cumbersome. But that was the only real uh, structural. And it wasn't even really a train wreck. We pulled it off. But, um, Apart from that, it was straight up killer. It was straight up killer show. It was really, really, really great. Um, so that's exciting. Um, then a couple weeks ago, I was playing solo acoustic. Actually, I was doing the live acoustic karaoke at my friend's new place, State Street Wine Company here in Greensboro. And um, his son, who's a co-owner with him, said, oh, you should come back for my birthday. It's in a couple of weeks. And I said, yeah, I could do that. What, what, kind of, what, kind of, what, do, you want, what do you want to do? I got all kinds of things. I got solo acoustic. I got a full band. I got an acoustic duo. I can do the karaoke. I can do the trip. Like, what do you want to do? And the more we talked about it, the more they wanted everything. They just wanted everything. And so what we created, they, they, and, and the, the owner, the, the dad, um, said, uh, man, it's like a whole Dan Ray experience. Yes. Danapalooza, I believe was the other term. Danapalooza. Yeah. And, um, so that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. So this weekend, so we're recording this on Thursday night. Friday, I'm doing the – so I have my, my acoustic duo there on Friday. Saturday night, I'm doing the live acoustic karaoke. And Sunday afternoon, I'm doing solo a solo show. So three nights in this place, uh, three dates, uh, once an afternoon. Um, and uh, I'm not sure I've ever done three gigs back-to-back -back in, in maybe my life. I've done two for yeah. sure. Um, I've been listening to Paul Kent talk about doing that. Um, and, and what that takes. So I'll have, I'll have a contribution to the sort of old dude gigging hard, um, conversation here when we talk next week. 
Yeah, it was like that flight date thing for me where it was like yeah. I had yeah. never done you know, you're talking about four sets in three three days. It was uh, Yeah. You, the gigs themselves tend to be slightly different. Yeah. Than you know what you would normally do yeah. uh, when you don't have something like that to uh right. to handle. So Right. And I and I'm I'm kind of thinking that I'll be on a on a bar stool. Yeah. <laughs> the second and third fine. ones. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. For sure. Yeah. Well, that is fantastic. It's great to, um, you know, see a project come together and, you know, it's exciting. Train wrecks are train wrecks and they happen. And, um, sure. 90% of what we consider, uh, train wreck material is completely unnoticeable to yeah. the general population. Yeah. So yeah, to, to the degree that the, the guy who hosts this party, who is the manager for the third band, the main, the, the bigger, the biggest of the acts, um, he now wants to put us into stuff. He's got, parties he wants to send us to and so sweet yeah yeah it was a, it was it was a good show we felt good playing it and then it's going to turn into good stuff so yeah. very good yeah yep. so um well both of us are working this weekend because um i wasn't planning on it but i got a uh i'd gotten a message from a friend that was like hey i've got this throat thing that happened and i may need to um i may need some help mm. can you check this date and see if you're available. And I was like, well, um, yeah, I'm available. Uh, just kind of keep me in the loop. You know, he was like, listen, if I can help it, I won't, you know, I won't reach out to you. Right. Well, um, as of yesterday morning, he was like, Hey, <laughs> I talked to the doctor and, um, you know, it's just not going to happen. So I'm going to need you to, to jump in. So, uh, I am doing two and a half hours of nineties tunes. Um, most of which I haven't done in a while, if ever. Mm. Uh, but it's just singing for the most part. Uh, I am going to play a little bit of guitar. I actually have to bring an amp, which is weird. <laughs> um, so I, I literally have my HX stomp over here and I'm like, you know, I, I set up a patch that's got a couple of, uh, dirt boxes and a delay and some reverb just to, uh, kind of, zhuzh it out a little bit but um but no amp yeah yeah no 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 an amp 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 but not like, not, not, an, not amp, an amp yeah. in the helix yeah. yeah 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 just as a um just as a, a you know in front of the amp yeah a, you know pedal board yep um and that's actually the the thrust of this week's youtube video is is you know well how do you prep for a last minute gig like this so how much new stuff um, was there i don't know if it's necessarily new stuff like I've never played Machine Head by Bush, but like, <laughs> All right. if you put a gun to my head, I could pretty much do the whole song. Sure. Uh, and it, there's a lot of those. Mm. But like, I've got to do You Ought to Know. All right. Uh, down a whole step. Um, there's a couple of tunes that, like, I would say maybe three songs that, like, I'm not well-versed in, but um, could, you know, between now and then could listen to it enough to get where I need to go. So yeah. that's the, uh, that's the, that's the goal. And apparently um, the, the bass player who's also like their kind of rogue sound guy was like, you know, this is a low stakes thing. You know, y you don't need to worry about, you know, doing a good job because whatever you're bringing is probably, you know, solid. So you know, and I'm not trying to stress, you know, stress about it. So I'm just going to go and uh, do my thing and have some fun. And, um, yeah, you'll do a good job. Know. Cause it's, that's who you are. That's yeah. Yeah. 
so yeah, it, it, it'll be fun. But it, it'll it'll also be cool to just do some stuff I haven't done before or uh, ever. Cool. Just a you know a different set of different set of things. Um, we're doing Plowed by Sponge, which <laughs> that's a cool song. Yeah. But de- very much not in my uh, you know normal wheelhouse of. Uh, that's one that like I I, sounds. I know I've heard it, but like I can't even bring it up into my brain sitting here right now. So it's the in a world of human wreckage. Oh. Or the say a prayer for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say yeah. a prayer for me. I mean, I. I'm plowing. It, even that only helps me a little. I, I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Well, but yeah, there's it's it's yeah, it, but it's it's a bunch of tunes like that where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I've I've definitely heard this song seven thousand times, uh, uh, and it's just a matter of putting the um, you know, connecting all the dots to actually turn it out and right. you know make it presentable. Right. So yeah, uh, that's where I'm at, and um, it looks like we've got fun things to uh, to talk about. You know, talking about these the way that we've got the next couple of weeks going. Maybe we'll do like a sunday recap and uh just put it on ice to uh to hang on to or something i don't know yeah we'll figure it out uh, and as far as figuring things out a lot of stuff has been going on um the the other thing that's happening is that we have um revamped the uh the patreon mm-hmm. and we have um kind of moved some stuff around where there are some unique perks and like things that were kind of complicated we have simplified simplified and um that's that's the thing we've simplified it yeah so um and one of the things uh i'll go ahead and dan i'll let you uh explain it and um we can kind of talk about that a little bit well it's been some time since we talked about it i wouldn't expect uh, current listeners to necessarily have been around when we were last talking about it but one of the things i did during the pandemic because i'm a during my day i'm a software guy i'm 20 something year software engineer and whatnot. Um, and I built a web app that scrapes the billboard hot 100 every week when it comes out and makes charts, graphs, searchable goodness out of it. And then some AI driven analysis stuff. You can make yourself a segue that walks across songs that are in the same or relative minor major key and the same ish tempos. And so there's a, there's a, a set list generator that can start from some of your favorited songs and then try to output stuff that will make a nice set list. It doesn't do great, but it's, it's a start at something. Um, yeah. and, uh, we talked a lot about it and, and, and made some, some videos about it. Um, gosh, I mean, coming up on two years ago, probably. Yeah. Um, and I've been noodling on it a little ever since. Well, and we had like sent out requests with some, um, you know, some insiders, uh, kind of doing survey stuff and try to figure out like, well, how can we make this interesting yeah. and, um, more valuable and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the point is, um, it's going to be a Patreon benefit. If you're a patron at our, what's, what level did we say? Uh, I think we opted for, I'll have to look it up, but it's, um, it's reasonable. We, yes. Yeah. Um, is, is a, is a premium account on that. Um, otherwise it is possible to sign up for a subscription to it. If you just go yep. to it, um, it's at setlister.ai. Dot AI. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I've, I've been able to watch, um, you know, especially for bands that are playing, um, you know, you can search within a time range. So Adam, you know, if you wanted to find some 
80s tune. One of, one of the use cases I have for it is um, I want to find songs that were big on the charts that have maybe fallen by the wayside. But when I pull them out, everybody's going to go, oh. You know, that moment when the whole room's like, I haven't thought about that song since I was 18. Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's the moment I want to generate here. So digging into things that were on the charts for, you know, in the top 10 for 10 weeks, but never hit number one. And so, and it's not something that like people are playing, but man, when you see it, you're like, oh, that one. So many songs have come into my repertoire because I they've been sparked by the data analysis that's come out of this thing. So um, you can search by date range. You can search by um, – it, it also pulls in the um, the favorite favoriteness of it, the popularity of it on Spotify. Um, so there's a lot of data behind it that's that's pretty, pretty fancy. And um, I just love to have more people playing with it, giving me feedback, refining it, expanding it, that sort of thing. So that's part of the goal is to have more – users on it, but it's also yeah. a nice thing to give to people who care about this show and want to support us and want to be part of the community and at that level. You know, there, there are ways to be part of the community, you know, for free and we sure. love y'all too. Um, and uh, we just love to have some people come and join us on the, on the, uh, on the system. So, yeah. And, you know, for, uh, for other folks, you know, we've, uh, we've talked about some of the other perks. Uh, one of them, uh, question from, um, the, uh, the band, I think it's alt 95, Alt 95. Yeah. Uh, they've got, um, they have signed up for the top tier, uh, which gives them access to uh, a bunch of perks. One of them being uh band coaching. Yep. And, um, at that tier, you also have the, uh, the ability to, um, kind of reach out to us to do either guest hosting and or interview stuff. So, um, there are some cool, ways to uh you know get yourself out there and share what you are doing with uh the community and uh you know just a way to promote yourself uh in your group so uh if that is something you were interested in check out patreon.com slash cover band confidential for more info yep that link will be in the show notes good stuff uh i don't have anything else i think we've covered all the things we talked about all the things that need to happen and yep. then we can uh just move on and just get these gigs done Get these gigs done. I will be excited to report whether I have any voice left by Sunday afternoon. We'll find out. For sure. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, call it for this week then. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to support us, you can do it so many different ways. Uh, One thing we didn't mention, Mm. I'm only going to mention it slightly, is Mm. that um, we're going to start doing uh, merch giveaways. uh, And this month is patron exclusive, but we will be opening that up to the general population uh, starting in July. So, um, be on the lookout for uh, further instructions for that. Otherwise, that'll do it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of June 3rd, 2022. Have a great week. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. 
you subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins! The losses. The behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it. For Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida, that was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! (laughs) 